go. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Pantheon. I am Ray. I'm Evie. And today we're looking at Daredevil Season 2, uh, direct, uh, directed by various directors, but the showrunner and creator is Drew Goddard. Uh, showrunners for this one, this season particularly, is, uh, I'll make sure I get this properly, is Douglas Petrie and uh, Marco Ramirez. They're executive producers on the series. Uh, they replaced uh, showrunner Stephen McKnight, who did the first uh, season. Uh, the, the difference between the two is basically they wanted more action or more uh, variety in this one. Uh, so, first off the bat, this is one of the first two seasons that have a, a, a solo standalone uh, episode. The other episode, the other, sorry, the other series to do this is Punisher, uh, the first episode, and it's strictly a standalone, and then it gets into the series. The, the opener, before we get to the opening montage, is a standalone storyline, and it's one of my favorite sequences, and that's the jewelry robbery. So we restart the series about a year after the Kingpin has been put in prison, and now Daredevil in the full suit is looking after or overseeing Hell's Kitchen as being its protector. And the first thing we open up to is a jewelry heist. We have like four or five guys wearing balaclavas or ski masks, uh, looking exactly the same, wearing this, holding the same kind of briefcase or attache case, running through the streets of Hell's Kitchen, escaping the cops. And then the cops are running after them on the streets because it's a kind of a botched robbery. Um, my favorite sequence is uh, there's a shot, kind of like a kick-ass, where the bullet hits the female cop, and she basically, the, the recoil, knocks her backwards, after run, and she's running forward, and it knocks her back, and knocks her what, four feet back. It's an intense uh, shot. Uh, it's one of the first few sequences, sequences that I saw that just woke me up. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. But I saw this again with uh, kick-ass, with um, Chloe Laurie Moretz's character with uh, Big Daddy on the roof. Where the bullet would knock her like clean across the room, the, the impact was so was so powerful, and we see this in in real time on Daredevils, which I thought was amazing. Uh, but Daredevil season two, it is a action packed, various stories. It is a lot of things are going on. Uh, just before I throw it to you, Evie, I'll just break it down for you in this sense. Uh, it opens up with uh, with Punisher. It's four episodes of Punisher from beginning to end, top to bottom, and you get his origin story. Then it's one episode of Elektra. It's her, uh, how she met uh, Matt Murdock 10 years ago and how that came about. And then the final eight episodes, it's basically, it runs parallel. It's Elektra, and it's the incarceration of Punisher and him getting out of prison, and then what happens after the fact. And they run almost in tandem with each other uh, for the remaining eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So, your thoughts of the series in general, and then specific parts of the series that stood up for you that really worked for you, and that really uh, that really sold it for you. Okay, I love the cinema part. Paddock starts. I mean, the cinematic parts where he's chasing him down the stairs, like to I guess get out of the hospital or something. I guess they're chasing after him. But anyway, there was that scene that was so amazing. Um, and um punisher now i feel sorry for him you know his home life him um losing his kids and his wife you know at first i thought you know he's just a madman but then you kind of know the story a bit deeper you know kind of made me feel sorry for him um yeah and i like the way that some of the heroes like the focus is on them you know, like in the first two and the one and then the last eight of them, that was that was amazing in itself. I thought it was 
good. It makes me want to watch the next one now, too. So, anyway, it was really, really good. Liked it. I'd give give the whole series maybe like a 9.5 out of 10. I thought it was real well done. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed this, too. I know, uh, listen to some people uh, on, on, on YouTube uh, discussing it. Uh, I know... I myself personally, I do love the Punisher, the first four episodes of the Punisher. I thought that was really tight. Um, uh, Mark Ver- Verheiden, uh, who wrote episode three, uh, New York's Finest, uh, he—I'll tell you who he is. Uh, he is the creator behind the Swamp Thing, DC Swamp Thing. It's a series that got canceled. Mm, yeah. He wrote The Mask, that starring Jim Carrey. Uh, uh, he wrote a, a lot of great shows that you've seen um, or films that you've you've watched. Like, but Jim Carrey's The Mask is one of the things that come out of my mind. Mm. <clears throat> He's a producer and writer. Uh, he wrote all the dialogue for uh, and Daredevil on the roof. He says it's a half measure when he talks about like all. So that's where I think if you're an actor and this is the scene, this is what you're reading on the script to read. I think this is what's going to appeal to you to really chew the scene, the, the discussion between Daredevil and Punisher, of how he's a half measure, how uh, how he gets things done, and while Punisher will keep him down, and their belief structure. Uh, now, of course, Daredevil is conflicted with Catholicism and the law, and the law is not always perfect. And then you give examples of where the law actually fails. You know, yeah. With Grotto actually murdering somebody, so he's not an innocent. So the, mm-hmm. the line, the great, how great the lies of justice, how the skill of justice is blind in, in that kind of retrospect, where it's like, mm-hmm. they're, not everyone's pure, and then, so what do you, what do you weigh that off of? You know? Yeah. Should he be condemned for death for he, because he murdered somebody? So yeah. eye for an eye, or because you, you he did something out of cold blood, purposely because someone saw his face. Does he is he redeemable? Can he be redeemed for what he's done? So there were things that that they brought up, and I thought the dialogue between the two is exquisite in terms of what the points of um, what the whole point of this whole series is going to be. About, yep. You know. Yeah. What he, what Punisher went through. So I thought in that sense that was one of the most. Um, uh, prolific discussions in terms of theory, theory, like just overall, stood out for me. Uh, the series itself was amazing too. I thought the uh, the action sequences, like the stairwell sequence, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it, they trying to outdo themselves from the first one with the Russians in episode two. Yeah, uh, this one you have takes place in the top of a building, goes mm-hmm. down a spiral staircase about these uh, dogs of war. Uh, is it dogs? Of, the dogs of uh, hell. Uh, dogs yeah. Of war. Uh, yeah. He takes out, Daredevil is taking out an entire gang, and he has one hand taped to a gun with no bullets in the chamber. I know. So he's fighting all these guys. Yep. Single handedly. Uh, and, and also he has to protect an unconscious uh, Frank Castle mm-hmm. to exit the building. You know, So it's one of those things where it's just they really shine and they outdo themselves, and it's one take, or it's one camera following the whole Yeah. That was so you're amazing. seeing um, him being tired and him getting beat up and him doing it all. So. Mm. Uh, it's phenomenal, and this is why I think Daredevil is the is the is the crown is the pearls, the crown jewel of all the uh, Netflix shows. You know, yeah, for sure. Say what you say what you want to say about how good the writing is for Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. how, uh, authentic and true to life. Luke Cage is Iron Fist. You can debate that all you want. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but in terms of the, the in terms of having the solid action, having the the cinematic perfection. Yeah. Uh, Art, the iconog- iconography of what it is in the comic books to what it is in, on the screen, uh, everything about it, it comes together. And, you, and then when you look at, look at it from what was coming on at the time, you had Arrow, you had The Flash, you had yeah. um, 
Cloak and Dagger, which, okay, Cloak and Dagger, to be honest, great dramatic beats with that one. Yeah, definitely. But in terms of action, consistent action with consistent good storytelling and great um, think issues that make you think, too. Yeah, for sure. This ha- this was the whole package. This is great. I mean, okay, the only fault I give this is maybe Electro's character. That's why they only gave her one episode of her, strictly her own. Yeah. It's all deep in her relationship with, with uh, when they first met. And yeah. that becomes the hand. And uh, yep. So, in that sense, yes, like, they, they knew going into the, okay, the Electro's character is not fully fleshed out to where they wanted to go. There's not much backstory to make it compelling. Mm-hmm. So, to make it very uh, current, and which is a, which is, which is in, a, in itself a godsend because I don't want to see too many flashbacks. That kind of kills the momentum of, yeah. of, a, of a show. So I give this movie and uh, sorry, this series a nine out of ten. Uh, mm-hmm. When you get to episode season three, of course, it's like it's it's it goes from here to here. It falls a whole different projection altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, overall, uh, what was there anything that, that for you that you liked that that kind of like made you think about in particularly or um... Um, yeah, um, morality like you know was it right um, like to kill somebody when is it not you know and the love that uh, Daredevil had for Electra and I, yeah I was just messed up after that man I was like why did she do that. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, it was just amazing. I can't really stop thinking about that and how unselfish she was in that. You know, at first she is selfish and like, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then he could get out of there. And yeah, that was good, man. I want to watch it again. Anyway, I thought it was was an amazing movie. And I definitely give it maybe, what, a 9.5? Overall, yeah, no, it's great, and I think uh, one, one thing I'll add on to is like uh, to complete the the crown jewel before we go to defenders. Uh, uh, Melvin Powder gives him his, his his Billy Club, his weapon. Okay, near the end. So, right. so we get to defenders. He's actually using that club that what the iconic weapon he has that has mm. can do all the effects and stuff. So um, he becomes complete uh, by the end of this season. So when we go to yeah, I still have to watch the bit of that. Yeah, for so, sure. That was really good. Um, and yeah, the, the story of the ninjas and, and the whole mm-hmm. thing and the portals. Yeah, maybe I'll start that now. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, when you get to, I mean, okay, we'll get into Defenders and where it does good and where it fails. Uh, right, yeah. As, as a standalone season, I think this sets the hype. It maintains the hype. Mm-hmm. And it sets the hype still, and I think it maintains the hype even in season three, which we'll get into. Yeah. Get to it. Uh, but this. This one was great, and I and as I mentioned before, in we did season one review, uh, everything you're seeing is relatable to something you're going into. Sure. Wrote this, or the writers who wrote this did their research; they really looked into how the stories will connect. And seeing um, Nobu, seeing Madame Gao, even though Madame Gao is a very small part, they're, yeah. they're connecting the dots with the heroin trafficking and the evolution of Karen Page begins now. Yeah. Oh, wow. cool. Yeah, you're right. To be a member of the law firm, to be an investigative reporter, yeah. and now her history of her background mm-hmm. is because they mentioned it. Yeah. This one. So she has the she's going to have one of the biggest arcs going into um, series finale. Wow, I know, eh? Yeah. I can't wait. 
for me, one of the most breathtaking sequences or stories that I thought uh, was brilliant is, okay, so after the the killing of Reyes, the detective, uh, the DA Reyes yeah. after shot, right? Uh, he go Matt Murdock goes to see Wilson Fisk in prison, mm-hmm. and this is the catalyst of season three. This one sequence, this one scene, sets up season three in its entirety. Uh, he's because he's he's angry at Fisk for letting the Punisher go, and he's thinking the Punisher was the one who caused Reyes' death. He mm-hmm. a, he, he forces uh, he agitates Fisk and threatens Vanessa. Yeah, and that causes. Fist to lose his lose his mind, and he fight a little bit in the prison. In, in mm-hmm. the, yeah, and this sets up all of season three. This is the catalyst that sets up season three, because because cool. when he hits Fisk, Fisk knows he's a, a son of a boxer, but then he knows there's something else with uh, Murdoch, and he opens up a file on Murdoch specifically. Right? Yeah, and he, and he vows vengeance on not just Murdoch, but uh, Nelson. And Paige as well, all those who put him in prison. And vice versa with the Punisher, with the blacksmith, it sets up a, a, a villain to follow, a mysterious villain for season one of Punisher. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's what I got to say with that. So, uh, double feature, what's your double feature for this uh, series? You know what? I couldn't find one uh, that the series was. Uh, this is the most uh, amazing series I've ever, I've ever um, seen. Honestly, you know, and there's nothing like a 13 series art, 13, I guess, show arc that beats this yet. Honestly, I haven't found one. No, you're, and I, I agree with you 100%. And so what I did was I had to go back. I looked at a, an old noir movie called DOA. There's a movie that came out in 1950. And okay. also, they made it again with uh, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid in 88. It's called okay. Dead on Arrival. Okay. That's about a guy who gets, who gets poisoned. Um, at a party, mm-hmm. and the poison is terminal. He's got he's got 24 hours to live. He's got to what? find out uh, who, who killed him. He's basically trying to go out and find who who murdered him. And on the way, he finds out uh, some some corrupt businessmen, and mm-hmm. he discovers another murder. Well, wow. okay. And then and then of course he dies at the end. But like it's his, it's basically he's discover he's trying to figure out who murdered him. And that's that kind of a and so like it's that story. Which reminds me of what goes on with this uh, series uh, too. Wow. Uh, I can explain the connections, but like, DOA is a really good movie. Uh, the the, the 1915 movie is a little. I mean, if you like black and white, kind yeah. of over the top, like women, women, noir, like a femme fatale kind of over the top characters, yeah. and it, it's. Um, uh, I guess if you're looking at 2020 eyes, you may not like the 50s movie, but there's a 20, there's 1988 movie with Dennis Quaid and uh, Meg Ryan. A little bit more better to more your, to your taste and more speed and it's, oh. in, color. And it's in color. Um, but DOA is pretty much uh, the reason why I picked that is when you look at uh, Reyes, the minute she gets the X-ray photo from her, from her son's uh, backpack, she knows she's a wanted man, a wanted woman. Like her days are numbered. You know? Yeah. If if, uh, if, if, if uh, Frank Castle can kill the cartels mm-hmm. and not be stopped, yeah. there's nothing can, like that's going to save her. And she knew her days were numbered. You know. For sure. Same thing with Grotto. Grotto knew she survived. Like he, he, he got a life out of the bar, the Irish, the, the kitchen Irish. Right. So he gave us. He, so he surrendered himself to the cat Murdoch and Nelson and Murdoch, but he knew his days were numbered. You know. Yeah, for sure. These people, these are people who knew they were going to die. No matter, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Death, death is going after them. They only have X amount of time to live, and that's what the DOA is. It's basically they know they're going to die. There's no escaping death, 
and they're on a limited time frame. So either they could do something to solve the murder, uh, make amends, or, or do the right thing. So that's where I see the connection between what those characters went through and DOA. Buford, mailbag song, hit it! Letters. I get letters. So many letters. Oh, let's go into the mailbag for the Daredevil season two emails. Rupinder, our friend from Alameda County, California, says, I hated it. Yep. Okay. And uh, we got uh, Hassan Ashraf from Toronto, and he writes, uh, Hands down, one of the best shows I've watched. Being a sucker for comic books and superheroes, it doesn't get any better than this. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, Chris Pereira from Moncton, New Brunswick, says, Love it. Absolutely fabulous. Charlie Cox portraying Daredevil is perfection in a D-suit. He's formidable. And as Murdoch, is handsome and sweet. Fighting princes are well-directed. It's a kind of show that makes you fall in love with the villain. Can be more with the Dark Knight trilogy, as I am on Marathon. Five stars. Okay, and last but not least, we have... I keep... Is it, how do you say this? Is it J, J, JC? J, yeah, it's JC. J, JC. I'm so sorry. Okay, so from uh, New York City, New York, JC Gonzalez. And uh, JC writes The tone of Daredevil is different from the movies. Obviously, it's darker, and I'm worried the MCU will to- uh, tone him down. And I've been saying this since Marvel said Deadpool is staying dark. You can't keep every character family friendly, not, e- not every character is meant for kids. I don't want a kid-friendly Daredevil. I'm sorry, but that would not work. The MCU will never top the greatness of Daredevil, and I think they know that. I agree, actually. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's some true. things. Once you establish a character to be what it is, it's yeah. hard. You can't, you can't make it. You can't water it down. It, it, it no, like I would never see watch a di- dumbed-down Daredevil. No way. No, it's what it, it's. You want it serious. I mean, I think Daredevil would work as a lawyer for. Uh, Peter Parker now. We'll see what happens, you know. Yep. So, with that, I'm Ray. And I'm Heavy. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. later. Take Would you believe it if I said I missed you? No. I need your help, Matthew. You're the only person I can trust. Oh, sweetheart. You don't break into my house and then talk to me about trust. You fight better than anyone I know. And I have information. The Yakuza never left. That's impossible. I drove them out of New York City. No, you didn't. They just hibernated and watched you take out all of their enemies. Now, New York is ripe for the taking. If we do this, nobody dies. Do you understand? those stairs i wonder if today's the day you're dead in your living room there are horrible things happening in this city i'm done apologizing to you for who i am the city needs me this 
isn't your city anymore. My way isn't working. What if that never has? The battle has begun, Matthew. There's nothing we can do but fight. They're called the Hand. You cannot stop what we have started. The rising is coming. You've been working out, by the way. I appreciate that.